Welcome to the Teacher Blogs Podcast, a podcast for teachers who have more time to listen than to read. This is a podcast that amplifies the voices of education writers that are seen, read, but need to be heard. If you've written a blog post that you'd like me to consider featuring here, please message me at teacher underscore blogs on Twitter. I'm your host, Tim Cavey, and I'm so glad that you're joining me on this episode. Let the learning begin. Today's blog post was written and read by Lynn Thomas. You can read her post on the Teachers on Fire magazine on Medium or on Lynn's own blog located at wordsgrow.com. You can also connect with Lynn on Twitter at TomLynn101 or on Instagram at ThomasHousehold101. Now, here is Lynn's blog post, K is for Knowledge. K is for Knowledge. What's the point of teaching knowledge when we have Google? Well, it's simple, because you don't know what you don't know. You need to know something to ask something at Google, right? Furthermore, how do you know you should even be asking something in the first place? William Poundstone considers this very conundrum in his article, Does Knowledge Matter in the Age of Google? He queries why we should figure out anything for ourselves when everything is so easy to look up. He even goes so far as to say that it doesn't in certain cases. There's a decent case that it doesn't. In the 1950s, economist Anthony Downs coined the concept of rational ignorance. In many situations, Downs observed, learning isn't worth the bother. Most of us don't learn car repair or medicine or accounting. Instead, we consult professionals when such expertise is needed. And that's perfectly reasonable. The crux of the matter comes to light, though, when Poundstone talks about outsourcing our memory and knowledge. Today, we're outsourcing memory and knowledge to the Internet. This is often a good thing, but it comes with a drawback. The cloud is making us meta-ignorant, unaware of what we don't know. As I said earlier, you don't know what you don't know. In addition to the thought that knowledge learning is unnecessary because of the ease with which we can now obtain information, its reputation has been tarnished lately. Oftentimes, knowledge takes a beating in favor of creativity and critical thinking, etc. What I wonder is why we think these concepts are in conflict. They're not exclusive. Rather, they need each other. I like how Ian Bachman, in his blog, Why Does Knowledge Matter, explained it. Firstly, we have too often thought that knowledge is somehow inferior to critical skills or creativity. This notion is reinforced in the minds of so many teachers by the lazy but ubiquitous use of Bloom's taxonomy pyramid in teacher training, where knowledge is at the bottom of the pyramid. Interpreted as meaning that knowledge is of a lower order rather than foundational, teachers are implicitly encouraged to devote more energies to the supposedly higher-order critical and creative skills. Bauckham's suggestion that knowledge is foundational is so important to remember. In my English classes, I witness this at work. Many students are readily able to discuss a text in terms of their reaction to it. For example, I like the character because I could relate to them. The plot was suspenseful 
and I enjoy the unexpected, etc. But they have a distinct struggle going deeper in analyzing the text, because analyzing requires not only thinking critically, but a thorough foundation of knowledge about literary structures, patterns, and devices to apply in that critical thinking process. Dr. Natalie Saris, in The Content Comeback, Why Knowledge Matters to Thinking and Learning, outlines significant reasons we shouldn't ignore knowledge. First, it's essential to help us understand what we read. Saris cites Recht and Leslie's study, which showed content knowledge as a better protector of a student's understanding of a text than reading ability. Students who are familiar with the relevant content of an article understand it better than do their peers, who are presumed better readers. Second, critical thinking, a necessary skill in today's world, requires knowledge. Sarah says the dichotomy between content knowledge and higher level reasoning skills is misleading. We may think we are privileging deeper learning when we focus on skills rather than content, but the former depends on the latter. We cannot challenge an assumption unless we have evidence that contradicts it. We cannot create connections between ideas unless those ideas are already stored in our memory. Knowledge is needed to make connections, see patterns, recognize anomalies. Knowledge doesn't take away time from teaching and practicing critical thinking skills. It enhances them. So next time it feels like knowledge is taken the back burner because other skills or activities are deemed more important, remember, it is not one or the other. It's all interconnected and necessary. You just heard K is for Knowledge, a post written and read by Lynn Thomas. You'll find this article on Lynn's blog located at wordsgrow.com and on the Teachers on Fire magazine on medium.com. If you're listening to this podcast on a mobile app, you should find a direct link to the article in the show notes. You can also connect with Lynn on Twitter at TomLynn101 or on Instagram at ThomasHousehold101. If you enjoyed the content you heard in this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and follow me on Twitter at teacher underscore blogs. I'm your host, Tim Cavey, thanking you for joining me today and hoping you'll be back for more right here on the Teacher Blogs podcast. <laughs>